Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the core of American democracy with the insightful work Impeachment. Unpacking the intentions of the framers of the U.S. Constitution, this 2018 book draws a vivid line through history, examining the pivotal impeachment proceedings of Presidents Andrew Johnson, Richard Nixon, and Bill Clinton before the era of Trump. It explores the concept of impeachment not just as a political tool, but as a vital safeguard for the integrity of democracy. Penned by a cohort of distinguished scholars and writers, Jeffrey A. Engel, John Meacham, Timothy Naftali, and Peter Baker bring their extensive expertise to the table. Their combined accolades include founding presidential history research centers, managing presidential libraries, authoring numerous influential books on presidential and international history, and even securing the Pulitzer Prize. Peter Baker in particular offers a unique perspective as the chief White House correspondent for the New York Times. Impeachment is a must-read for news enthusiasts who enjoy in-depth analysis and commentary on political developments, especially those keen on understanding the intricacies of the Trump impeachment. History aficionados with a passion for the unfolding American narrative will find this book particularly compelling. Moreover, anyone seeking to deepen their comprehension of current U.S. political affairs will appreciate the book's exploration of this vital constitutional mechanism. Join us as we condense this comprehensive exploration into a concise narrative, giving you a clearer understanding of the role impeachment has played and continues to play in shaping the United States of America. Impeachment, an American History Introduction Navigating the Treacherous Waters of Presidential Removal Politics, as they say, is a rough game, and the stakes are nowhere higher than in the Oval Office. The act of impeachment, a powerful tool to check the president's authority, has a rich yet turbulent history, one that has occasionally turned the course of American democracy on its head. But what's the story behind this formidable process? Understanding the framers' intentions in crafting impeachment. When the architects of the United States Constitution, the framers, constructed the blueprint for the republic, they were faced with a conundrum. How do you ensure that the executive branch does not spiral into monarchy or despotism? The answer was a finely calibrated mechanism for the removal of a president, impeachment. But they did something peculiar. They left the terms high crimes and misdemeanors purposefully vague. This ambiguity has since been the subject of much debate and legal wrangling. It was designed to be a flexible tool, able to adapt to the unanticipated misdeeds of future leaders. Removal from office. More than just poor character. Throughout history, we've seen that simply being disagreeable or morally questionable doesn't cut it for impeachment. Benjamin Franklin and his peers considered and rejected the idea of allowing impeachment for maladministration because it was too broad a term. As the fate of historical figures like President Andrew Johnson, a noted racist and disagreeable individual, illustrates, being a racist jerk does not suffice to remove a president from power. 
It takes tangible, serious offences to tip the scale toward the dramatic proceedings of impeachment. The legacy of impeachment sagas, scandals and constitutional lessons. The tales of presidential impeachments are storied and varied, featuring everything from political machinations to personal scandals that captivated the nation. Johnson and Clinton were both impeached, but later acquitted. Nixon dodged the bullet by resigning. These sagas, mixing petty human flaws with profound constitutional confrontations, gave rise to pivotal questions and reforms that resonate to this day. Monica Lewinsky's infamous dress, for example, symbolized the moment when private indiscretion and public accountability collided violently, leaving an indelible mark on the public psyche, the dress heard round the world. Embark on this journey through the storied past of American impeachments. Understand the gravity, complexity, and human drama at the heart of these high-stakes endeavors. Witness the interplay of law, ethics, and power as it unfolds in the ultimate political theater. The struggle to define the limits of American presidency. Part 1. From Revolutionary Zeal to the Birth of a Balanced Government. Imagine the joy of breaking free from an overbearing authority, followed by the daunting realization that with great freedom comes great responsibility. This was the United States just after it claimed victory over the British crown. Independence was sweet, but governing a free nation was an uncharted and tremulous endeavor. The post-war landscape was a political wild west. Early governance rested heavily on the shoulders of legislators who found themselves swaying to the whims of the populace rather than steering the country forward. It wasn't long before the cracks began to show, with internal conflict and power struggles mirroring the very disputes that sparked the revolution. As winter descended in 1786, Massachusetts became a battlefield once more. Not against a colonial power, but between its own citizens. Angst and rebellion brewed over taxation and representation, as Boston elites and rural farmers clashed in a violent showdown. The romantic notion of a country without a central figurehead was fading. States like Pennsylvania and New Jersey, having initially stripped away executive powers, were now facing the limitations of such an arrangement. Conversely, whispers of a return to monarchy echoed through the halls of power, spurred by the yearning for stability amid chaos. In a pivotal moment, the nation's architects convened in Philadelphia for what we know as the Constitutional Congress. Compelled to find a middle ground, the fear of despotism compelled them to reconsider the shape of government they would design. It was clear an executive was needed, someone who could corral the legislature, embody the collective will of the people, and streamline a disjointed system. Thus, the blueprint for the presidency was drawn. Yet, the shadow of Europe's tyrannical rulers loomed large. How to prevent the newfound nation from spiraling back into the hands of an unchecked sovereign? The answer lay in a failsafe, a sturdy defense against the corrosion of power. The framers, with prudent foresight, codified the right to call a president to account. This was the genesis of the impeachment process a constitutional remedy for the very human risk of corruption. Part 2. Impeachment. A constitutional conundrum wrapped in ambiguity. 
As the framers drafted with quills the framework of a nascent nation, they bore the burden of erecting defences against potential presidential misconduct, a safeguard that would echo through the centuries. They needed a solution, as enduring as the Constitution itself, poised to confront corruption, no matter the error. Enter George Mason, a Virginia planter with foresight, who coined the term high crimes and misdemeanors. This phrase radiated with gravity, yet held within it a deliberate opaqueness. It was meant to insulate the presidency from trivial attacks, yet resonate strongly enough to curb genuine threats against the republic. How to ensure that future leaders couldn't be ousted for mere incompetence or folly? The essence of impeachment had to hinge on malice and betrayals of the public trust, on deeds that struck at the heart of democracy. The term high crimes and misdemeanors emerged as a powerful but malleable concept, able to adapt to the moral and political contours of any age. The ambiguity was only the beginning. The impeachment process was intentionally designed as an intricate political labyrinth, reflective of the gravity of overturning an election. A dual-gated path lay ahead for any attempt to dethrone a commander-in-chief. A proposal from the House and a consequential trial in the Senate, all under the watchful eye of the Supreme Court's Chief Justice. Yet for all its complexity, many practicalities of the impeachment process were left shrouded in the future's fog. The framers provided the skeleton, entrusting later generations to flesh out the bones of process to establish rules for Senate trials, the reach of the House's investigative powers, and the very act of indicting a leader still clad in the robes of power. The stage was set for a high-stakes drama that would unfold across generations, as Congresses of different eras would be summoned to navigate a route meticulously plotted yet shrouded in mystery, a route charted in the hopeful but cautious minds of America's original architects. Part 3 Andrew Johnson's impeachment. More than personal animosity at play. It's frustrating when someone grates on your last nerve, yet you're powerless to remove them from your presence. The U.S. House of Representatives knew this feeling all too well in 1868 when they brought impeachment proceedings against President Andrew Johnson. Not for any clear legal transgressions, but for his abrasive nature and contentious policies. Johnson, Ascending to the presidency after Lincoln's assassination, found himself at odds with the prevailing winds of a Republican Congress. His views and actions made him a pariah in the legislative halls. He wasn't just perceived as difficult, his beliefs were deeply entrenched in white supremacy, a stark contrast to the time's progressive current. His misdeeds seemed to be rooted in ideology rather than explicit legal violation. He stood against the 14th Amendment, which granted citizenship to former slaves. He aimed to veto pivotal civil rights legislation, and he showed disdain for the Freedmen's Bureau, vital for aiding the newly freed slaves. As tension mounted, Congress grasped at straws trying to impeach Johnson. They accused him of violating the Tenure of Office Act, an act they themselves had set as a snare, anticipating his clash with Secretary of War Edwin Stanton. When Johnson predictably acted against Stanton, the trap was sprung. The impeachment articles appeared to be a mixture of substantive allegations and petty complaints, the latter including jibes at his critical speeches 
and even unfounded claims linking him to Lincoln's murder. One suggestion for punishment reached the farcical heights of proposing banishment beyond the Earth's atmosphere. The Senate, unimpressed by the proceedings theatrics, ultimately acquitted Johnson. His celebration was reported to be grand and spirit-soaked in equal measure, but the episode left an indelible lesson. Impeachment should not be a weapon wielded for mere dislike or political games. As we will explore subsequently, the waters of impeachment grow deeper when there are unmistakable breaches of the law to consider. Part 4. How the Watergate Scandal Reshaped the Impeachment Process In a post-Andrew Johnson America, impeachment was seen as a blunted sword, a political instrument tarnished by partisanship. That is, until the early 1970s, when President Richard Nixon's scandalous conduct breathed new life into the concept, compelling Congress to refine the gears of this constitutional machinery. Nixon's machinations were a masterclass in political sleight of hand. The infamous Watergate break-in and the subsequent chain of cover-ups and illicit actions shook the nation. His directives ran the gamut from false FBI testimonies to hush money and coercive tax audits. Yet the Saturday Night Massacre marked a profound point of no return. The audacious dismissal of those who wouldn't squash the investigation was Nixon's undoing. It took a resolute Supreme Court to tug the curtains back on Nixon's clandestine conversations. The court's unanimous decision elucidated the limits of executive privilege, setting a precedent for the access to information necessary for accountability. As Nixon's support crumbled, his final decision was a preemptive surrender. He stepped down prior to expected impeachment, preferring to abandon the battlefield he could no longer defend. Emerging from the ashes of the crisis, Congress took to its constitutional forge, hammering out new rules to shape the impeachment process. The establishment of the House Judiciary Committee, steered by Peter Rodino, was pivotal. This committee redefined high crimes and misdemeanors, expanding the net to catch not only direct presidential misdeeds but also negligence in preventing or addressing wrongdoing by others. But the most momentous achievement was the committee's bipartisanship, particularly as embodied by the Fragile Coalition, a group of centrists that sought common ground despite political divergence. Their efforts fortified the investigation's credibility, ensuring that, when the conclusive evidence emerged, cries of partisanship could not easily discredit the process. Therefore, it was the meticulous and equitable work of the House Judiciary Committee that paved the way for an unbiased pursuit of justice in the Nixon saga. Through Nixon's dark legacy, the intricacies and protocols of impeachment were clarified, forever altering the way America wields this constitutional device. Part 5. Clinton's Scandal a milestone in executive privilege and moral standards. The shifting moral landscape of 1990s America provided a strikingly different backdrop for President Bill Clinton's impeachment compared to those of his predecessors. Surprisingly, the salacious details of his extramarital liaisons seemed to bolster rather than bruise his popularity, demonstrating a nation's evolving ethos around private conduct. Clinton's transgressions were ensnared at the intersection of morality and legality. It began with an investigation spearheaded by prosecutor Kenneth Starr, who was initially probing another of Clinton's alleged affairs. 
the uncovering of Clinton's involvement with Monica Lewinsky, who famously kept a stained blue dress, marked a turning point. Cornered, Clinton attempted to wield executive privilege to dodge questioning, later delivering testimony mired in semantic acrobatics that challenged the very meaning of is. This legal maneuvering, however, was overshadowed by the Republican strategy to undermine Clinton through public shaming, relying on the publication of the explicit Star report. The gamble misfired, failing to resonate with a society increasingly indifferent to personal peccadilloes. Amidst the theatrics, the legal interpretation of executive privileges faced stern scrutiny. The courts decreed unequivocally that a president could not claim attorney-client privilege with government-funded attorneys, nor expect confidentiality from Secret Service agents. This entire ordeal, in which lurid headlines masked the intricate legal battles over executive privilege, set a new gauge for presidential conduct and privacy. With laws and precedents updated to reflect these complex proceedings, a prelude was unwittingly written for future cases, including that of President Trump. Unlike Clinton, Trump leveraged a personal legal team, sheltered by a traditional veil of attorney-client privilege, yet emerged in an era even more deeply divided on moral and ethical grounds. Part 6. The Delicate Dance of Bipartisanship in the Theater of Impeachment Any child will tell you that teamwork is key to solving problems, yet this simple wisdom often eludes the corridors of power in Washington. Impeachment crystallizes the political divide, serving both as a symptom and an accelerant of partisan hostility. It's an intricate process that has historically pushed American democracy to its limits, necessitating a level of bipartisanship that can seem almost quixotic in the heat of political battle. In the history of American politics, it's often been through pulling at opposing threads that the force of impeachment is felt, fraying the societal fabric with each tug. To convince a divided public, parties paint themselves as champions of justice and cast their adversaries as threats to the nation's very core. The aftermath of such conflicts is a demoralized trust in governance. A scar Watergate has seared into the American psyche. It shattered a belief in the presidency's infallibility, a belief that has struggled to recover ever since. Yet, even as partisanship poisons the well from which public trust might, with difficulty, be drawn, the Senate's history of equanimity offers a glimmer of hope. The upper chamber has on crucial occasions risen above political pandering to greet its constitutional obligations with the gravity they deserve. True. Bipartisan actions have borne the fruit of resolution in times of presidential strife. Reflect upon the turncoat senators of the Johnson trial, staunch in their defense of the constitutional equilibrium though it cost them their careers, or the fragile coalition that judiciously navigated Nixon's impeachment imbroglio. During the Clinton proceedings, leaders from both aisles set aside partisanship to conduct a trial with the decorum befitting the Senate's role. These instances illustrate a conscious effort to mend the rifts, impeachment rends, but they also serve as harbingers of the potential peril lying in wait for a polarized nation. American democracy, though resilient, faces an uncertain future should it confront another constitutional crisis. The medal of bipartisan cooperation and the sober reflection of elected officials may once again be the crucible 
through which the principles of the framers and the spirit of the Constitution are preserved. Final summary. In the grand tapestry of American history, impeachment stands as both a check on executive power and a legal quandary. Devised by the framers of the Constitution as a means to combat presidential corruption, its utilization has perennially tasked Congress with interpreting an intentionally ambiguous mandate. This constitutional safeguard, while a vital mechanism, has paradoxically inflamed bipartisan tensions, transforming the pursuit of checks and balances into a litmus test for political allegiance. Each invocation of impeachment has provoked a crisis, challenging lawmakers to negotiate the narrow passage between constitutional duty and partisan allegiance. These historical flashpoints underscore the persistent ebb and flow of a democracy, resilient in its structures, yet continually tested by its practice of governance. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.